What's up, Joe? Welcome back, man. Appreciate you, buddy. I like that helmet, though. Looks good. We talked about it yesterday, just that chip on your shoulder. Everyone talking about a neutral AFC championship game, not even thinking about you guys. How much did that motivate you coming into this? You better send those refunds. <laughs> I'm from the city where they gotta play us. Fuck a coin flip, it's time to pay up. Don't cross the middle, 21 in the cut. We ain't hiding from nobody, run and tell them it's up. I'm from the city where they gotta play us. Fuck a coin flip, it's time to pay up. Don't cross the middle, 21 in the cut. We ain't hiding from nobody, run and tell them it's up. Back to back champs, kings of the north with it. Thinking they can hang with us, still ain't jumped out the porch with it. Long bomb to chase every Sunday, watch him go and get it. Double up on him, then we gon' double down on T. Higgins. Then throw Boyd in the middle. Now you really iffy Every Sunday showing boys how to really gritty They try to shuffle up the game on us but they ain't icky Flip the coin, kick the toe, Roger to go and get it Never know what's gonna happen when Joe drop back He gets shiesty in the pocket, I get shiesty on the track Nobody on the team, all pro, that's all cap Most all-around team in the NFL, that's all fact Ain't came across nobody yet, it seemed like they can hang with us They said we couldn't be Buffalo, but see how we call they bluff Underdogs every week, they keep on trying to label us Put your money on us, even if Vegas don't favor us No matter what, we really came up now, it's hard to fail I dare you come across that middle Von gon' ring your bell I know we under they skin Them boys built frail Eli Apple out there Chirping like a next tail You don't want Sam and Trey To come off them ends Rita clogging up the middle Like a big body bend Right behind them Logan and Pratt The turnover twins Jesse base in the backfield Just to clean up the loose ends We just drafted Cam and drafted Hill Instant gratification every time that they on the field We can't go back to what we was, cause that's the losing weight It's been hard to throw on us since we picked up a woozy eight. It's like win after win, feel like we could really do it Zach Taylor doing his thing for the city, I give it to him And I bet Samaji will find a hole if you give it to him Hayden Hurst don't need a hole, he just plan on running through him Just hand it off to 28 and let him do the dash Getting hit by BJ Hill probably feel like a car crash Every week it seem like Lou digging deeper in his bag And if the game on the line, all my faith and money match I'm from the city where they gotta play us Fuck a coin flip, it's time to pay up Don't cross the middle, 21 in the cut And we ain't hiding from nobody, run and tell them it's up I'm from the city where they gotta play us Fuck a coin flip, it's time to pay up Don't cross the middle, 21 in the cut And we ain't hiding from nobody, run and tell them it's up That's right, they gotta play us. What's going on, y'all? Welcome to the show. This is Sports with Strawberry Ice. I'm your host, the Iceman, Jeff Trenopole. And as always, I bring you sports from a west side point of view right here in the great city of Cincinnati, Ohio. Home of the back-to-back AFC North champion Cincinnati Bengals. Now, do me a favor. If you found the show, hit that like and subscribe button. Smash that thumbs up. You guys are awesome. I'm up to 2,358 subscribers. That is awesome. I appreciate every single one of you guys. So if you're watching on Facebook or Twitter X and you have yet to subscribe to my YouTube channel, why not? Please do so. Please go to the YouTube channel, Sports with Strawberry Ice. Hit the subscription button. It's a bell for the notification. Every time I go live, you'll be notified. Also, exclusively in the YouTube chat crew, we're doing super chats. So if you got something you want to ask the Godfather, and if you don't know who the Godfather is, then you haven't been watching my show. He's AC Anthony Gazenza. Or you want to support the show, or you want to give Mark, you know, Third down guy, wild man, shout out. Give me a super chat. I greatly appreciate it. And as always, I'm coming to you live from this glorious place down there. It's the Ice Cave. And the Ice Cave is brought to you by T Properties. T Properties, quality housing for quality people. Check out the website at www.tpropertiesllc.com for all your rental property management needs and your rental needs. And you know, I wear it every single day. We have the greatest quarterback in the league. His name is Jackpot Joey. He was at practice today. I don't know if you guys saw that or not. Yeah, he was at practice, you know. He wasn't throwing or doing anything. He just stood around. At least he was out there. But if you want any of the gear, 
It's at jackpotjoey9.com, which is right there. Uh, we got the get, we got the shirts, the hats, the beer is at Brink Brewery. Portions of the proceeds for all this go to the Joe Burrow Hunger Relief Fund and the Joe Burrow Foundation. Also, I haven't talked about this a whole lot lately because I kind of I forgot about it, but it's uh, we had an original date that we moved it, but I think it's October 7th. Anyway, the Jackpot Joey Cornhole Tournament at Brink Brewery is on. Um, to register, go to Brink brewery.com they have the registration there the fee everything that comes with your registration so make sure you go there and get signed up they got a chili fest their fall festival uh they're doing some kind of brewing contest or something it's gonna be a good time make sure you guys head out there julie cook is trying to hook us up with some uh current or former Bengals to show up so make sure you guys show up there and have a great time with us what's up there everybody in the chat now, it's shocking. Stranger was not first today. Brad was first. What's up? Charles H., I love it. You said we should be have 21-point lead by halftime. I love it. I'm with you. I hope so. We'll see. Crypt Keeper's in there. Pork Chop's in there. Lindsay's in there. Paul's in there. Ross is in there. Greg, Tom, and the usual suspects. All right. Let's get to my wonderful guests of the day. Like I said, he is the godfather, Anthony Cazenza. What's up, Godfather? <laughs> hey, good memories on that picture you always show when I come on, man. Uh, good to see you. How's it going, Jeff? I I got to up my merch game, dude. You got uh, you got all kinds of beers and hats and shirts and all kinds of stuff, man. Yeah, I got yeah, I got to yeah, up all my stuff. Yeah, yeah. Well, like I said, well, you have you have it's a hat. All great stuff. But see, but I have to give you a shout out. You know, you're you're looking stylish today. You're not wearing a hat. You got a nice haircut. You know, you you look at you look at. Yeah, I don't know. Style. I don't know. I don't know how I'm feeling about it. You know, when you're I'm. <laughs> 41's right around the corner for me. So I'm like, man, do I just want to just keep wearing the hats? Do I want to try and style the hair? I don't know. I had a God, you was 41, man. I'm glad I'm not that old. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> I'm a bit older than that. Anyway, let's get the crazy man here. Mark Walters, third down guy. What is up, Mark? Not much. How are you guys doing today? Good. Mark was literally Good, in man. the car. <laughs> driving here. I'm like, dude, I am not putting you on the show. You're driving. You got to no, no, it's a good buddy. I made it traffic, you know, got done, pump some iron, get ready for this money for this Y out. What's you guys Y out? Like, like, yeah. What? I, come the, on, outline, come on. the outline of white. Okay. Yeah. Oh, come on. Joey says, hey, white, it's, you know. it's all good. I saved mine for Monday. You know, I, I got to, you know, make it, make it a, 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 give everybody something to you know, look forward to. Well, you know, what am I going to wear? You know, I'm like, you know, you got, got something out. special for us? No, nothing, nothing, no, nothing special. I'll probably the same thing I wore last year, but yeah. I'm like, I'm like yeah. a runway model. You know, I got there and like, Oh my God, what's ice wearing? No, I'm totally kidding. Totally well, I'm glad he, I'm glad he worked out the pipes for that, for that first down, that first down sign. You know, he worked out the pipes to, to get it going on Monday night. I like exactly. It. Well, I, I like mean, it. he does this the whole time, so he's got to get his yeah, his yeah. arm. There you go. That's right. <laughs> right. Hey, no, no. Hey, I gotta let you guys know. I was cramping on Sunday. <laughs> like I was cramping from my bicep. We're gonna we're gonna put no, you at IR. <laughs> well, bicep and my oblique on my right side. I was. I mean, it was I was in pain, but I was still waiting my time. I was like kind of holding my bicep, like I hope I didn't tore my bicep. That was not be good. Strain, strain. You're strain. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yes, we do a strain. Yeah. We don't. We don't tear. Nothing's torn. Nothing's torn. The strain. All right. I know. Well, I was kind of worried because I was like, yeah, it was, and I was like rubbing it and all that stuff. Maybe Beth, who went to game, she was rubbing my obliques and all that stuff. So I was like, I was like, <laughs> I was like it, it was bad. It was bad. I never clamp up like. 
that before. It was it was terrible. It was bad. Now that's a guy who takes one for the team right there. He had, he had to go get an ice bath after watching a Bengals game. Right. Exactly. Exactly. So yeah, hopefully you know temperature will be nice, nice and cool. So bed drink a lot of water, you know that stuff. So I mean, it was a little warm on Sunday, but not like his preview bat season um openers, oh, home openings like sunny, your face all burning up and everything. So yeah, the one AC went to was hot as hell. He were at that that Minnesota game. That was a warm one. Yeah, dude, that was, was a warm one. I yeah. was gone after that game. I was so hot. I'm like, geez. But well, we have know, we have Minnesota have- fans. Okay. Oh, go, yeah. go ahead. I said we had some good news today. I, I got a video to, to prove it. I don't know, you know, what it means, but let's check this out. What's up, Joe? Welcome back, man. Appreciate you, buddy. I like that helmet, though. Looks good. I mean, he was out there. Uh, he didn't do anything that I saw, but he was out there. And uh, from his press conference, he said he's preparing to play Monday. He said he doesn't know if he that means he's going to play Monday. I don't know about you guys. I, th- I the more and more we g- get to this, and he's out of practice, and he says he's preparing to play, and 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 Zach says, you know, we're taking it day by day, yada yada. I think he's playing. I, I don't know. What, what do you, what do you think, AC? Well, uh, I think it was Mike Petralia, and I think maybe James Rapine and a couple of others had. He he was throwing, but it wasn't like practice throwing. It was more like kind of warming up and just. So he's doing something, which is good to see obviously yeah, i must have um, that must have been before i got to the bridge because i didn't see yeah i, I think it was anything. early I think, yeah i think it was early um my my take has been and i said this last week that i think if and, and maybe this is a total obvious statement i don't know but just if this if it's been determined that this is not going to be something that leads to an achilles leads to an ankle leads to a tear leads to anything like that if this is strictly a pain management type of situation i think burrow goes just knowing who joe burrow is knowing what he's what it's about obviously they'll play it smart but if it's a pain management type of thing i think it's like he's like dude this is the season i think he understands the expectations around this right. season yeah. and it's like hey you know if this isn't going to risk a, a major major injury by playing on it it's more just going to be annoying i think he just continues to play through it that's that's where i'm at as long as they, they it's not going to lead to something else i think he's going to play and, and people keep bringing up aaron rogers and the more I've kind of dug into it, well, Aaron Rodgers, yeah, he, he pulled his calf, but he tore his Achilles on his other foot. So it had nothing to do with, you know, him, him straining his calf. It was the other foot, plus he's almost 40. I said there's a difference. Mark, what do you think? You, you think Joe's playing Monday or what do you got? Of course, he's playing. Today was just a mental rep. Mm-hmm. Remember, we're playing the Monday night game, so we have an extra day. So yep. them guys have yep. extra day to rest and all that stuff. So, you know. Monday, Tuesday, then you know it plats on a Wednesday for Sunday game, but we have an extra day to rest and all that stuff. Today was just all mental rep to get out there, get ready and all that stuff. And Jake, Jake did get some, probably got some, a lot of all the rep, you know, just in case and some reasons don't play. But today was a mental rep, like, you know, like ACC, was just throwing the ball out, get that arm woman. But today was just be by the coach, know what type of defense that. You know, Rams going to show out on Monday and all that. Today was just a mental rep. I think tomorrow he will practice, but limit like he won't probably do any drills. It probably be seven on seven, probably um, eleven on eleven. Then after that, on Saturday is going. He's probably going to be taking all the team rep and all that stuff. You know, today was just a mental rep because you know I used to play football. I remember I suffered an injury with my chest. You know, playing. And my coach had me not practice one day, just take mental rep and all that stuff. Then after that, the next day, practice and all that stuff, fully practice. You know, it's a, you know, I think he will play 100%. I think he is ready to go and all that. And, like, 
I watch the show on Monday, like Cole Daniels, like you guys say, we can't take a month off with Joe Bud. Well, Owen too. If you take a month off, you can kiss the season goodbye, get ready for next season, get ready for draft. But we can't do that. If we want to set him out, we should set him out that puts two games on stuff. But now we're Owen two, we're far behind. We lost two divisions game and all that stuff. We can't afford him sitting out for a month. It's 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 just dumb enough to do that and all that stuff. Cause you're just kissing the season goodbye. But he will play. Tomorrow he will get some repetition and all that stuff. Then Saturday he will get four reps and then, you know, Sunday just walk through and all that stuff. But today with just mental rep, just being out there, you know, throwing the ball and all that stuff, just, you know, just get ready he, for this. One thing he said in the, in the uh, press conference, and I'm trying to remember exactly how he said it, but it basically he kind of said he doesn't exactly need to practice fully to be ready to play uh, against the Rams. I can't remember exactly how he said it. I don't know if you guys can – can clarify, remember what, what he exactly said, but he, he said something like something to that effect. So I don't know if he's, I don't know if he's going to be full participation in any of the practices, to be honest. I, I would doubt it. I would, I would doubt that he would be a full participant, at least in these first couple of weeks after re-aggravating it. Right. I, I would think that they're just going to be super cautious about it and, you know, keep treating it probably, you know, uh, a lot of fluids and stuff to avoid any kind of cramping and all that kind of stuff. Again, I'm not a, not a medical professional, not a you know physical therapist. Anything no, but, like but, that, but, but, but poor chop is, and he, and he said he's he, that Joe's playing, but he's a But yeah, I mean, I, I, the, the other thing with it, I think, I think there's a little bit of worry when you hear like, well, I don't need to ha- go full practice. I, I don't have the quote in front of me either, but yeah. you know, you hear that and you go, well, you know, damn, after what happened the last, what, three summers, four summers now, you're like, huh. I mean, let's take the practices when we can get them. But um, I think at this point, you know, acclimated to the team, acclimated to the uh, the offense by this point, his fourth season. And then, guys, if you look, I think one of the main encouraging points, despite, you know, late in the game, he re-aggravated the calf. One of the mo- more encouraging points I felt from last week was that second half, you felt the rhythm coming right. back. Right. You felt, you felt things kind of turning. He was hitting T. Higgins a little bit more regularly. Joe Mixon's been their most consistent player, mm-hmm. probably on both sides of the ball so far this year. Yep. Um, and so that's what encouraged me. Now, granted, he threw that bad interception. Um, some people say it was a great, great play by stone that to cut in front there, you know, I think you just kind of let it hang a little bit there, but regardless, they were moving there. They had two more touchdowns. I mean, I guess from that standpoint, when he says, you know, about the, the comment about practicing, I, you can kind of say, well, let's look back at last week and, and find some optimism. Yeah. And one thing I rewatched the, the, the game on NFL network the other night and the like you said, the last drive before he hurt himself, he looked fine. People said he wasn't moving. No, he he was moving outside the pocket and everything. If you go watch that last drive, he he looked like Joe Burrow. You know, all up till when he well, actually, you know, like until he hobbled off the field. I didn't even know he was hurt until then. So I mean, and that's the thing is, and I I do agree with the AC that that's where the I don't know if like he said him not practicing. I think Joe needs to practice. Because that's what we've seen the last two years where he hasn't practiced. He hasn't gotten those reps, those physical reps. He, I think he needs those reps to get that timing going. So, but you don't want to take a chance of aggravating the calf in practice. You know, so that's where I would be surprised if he, if he does practice fully anyway. I think he is going to practice some, but not, not fully till, till Monday. But I mean, I do, that, that's where it's kind of catch 22 because don't, don't you agree that he's, He's got the slow starts his last couple of years because he hasn't practiced, I think. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I know Mark's probably got some thoughts on it too, and I want to hear his. But really, for me at this point too, I think what I was kind of alluding to a little bit is some of that rust from not practicing for five weeks, not getting the preseason game. You kind of feel like that's starting to get knocked off now with mm-hmm. eight full quarters of play, right? And the last two showing a lot of promise and moving the ball and everything. But for, to your point, Jeff, I think it's not so much more like, hey, let's rebuild the rhythm now at this point. I think it's more like he needs to take snaps to be able to know how his calf feels yes. and how he can plant. Mm-hmm. And if there is pain, how he, how he has to make adjustments to right. how he throws, how he, all of that stuff mm-hmm. uh, in, in a game situation, because this is the, the bottom line, whether he plays or not this week. And I think we're all in agreement that he's going to play. I, I it, this isn't going to go away no. for another couple of weeks. So mm-hmm. that, that in that respect, I think getting practice reps, planning on the thing, seeing how it feels and knowing if he needs to make certain adjustments to things, that's that's the important thing to me. Right, exactly. What do you got, Mark? I agree. I mean, like ACC, second half, we saw all offense clicking. They was moving the ball downfield. T. King was getting the ball and all that stuff. Yeah, that intercept that kill us because Ravens just marched right downfield and scored. And looking the replay after we throw that pick, that safety, he just made a great read. He knew that Joe Bud was going to throw T. King, and I saw it as like, man, like he knew it. He was going to throw calls to middle as a, but we saw that Joe Bud was throwing the ball tight window, like one play. T. Higgins was getting double T, and some reason Joe Bud got it in that tiny little window. I was like, okay, that's the Joe Bud we know. Just yeah, I, I know exactly. Guys. Guys. Yeah, I said, I know yeah, exactly. Dude, I, 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 my brother in law was at the game with me, and I said, dude, I said, did you see how tight that window was? It was like you said, AC, oh, four was- guys. That, that to me, I'm like, that's a Joe Burrow play. That's jackpot right there. Like he can make exactly. those all the time, and that that gave me encouragement. Like, all right, we're we're getting there. We're, he's he's getting back on track. So yeah, that that's what was encouraging about. It. Now, the part that I find the hardest uh, to understand is the defense uh, of how we played against the, the, yeah. the Ravens. And I know Lamar had a good game. I, I and I keep saying this. I'm not trying to take anything from Lamar. But some of those passes, anybody can make them because not anybody, but a lot of people can make them because they're they we got no pressure on him. Now he did make some great plays, don't get me wrong. But the majority of the time we got no pressure on him, AC. That was the surprising thing. Now hopefully Joseph Versai, he there the cool thing when I went to the practice day, there's nobody on the rehab field. Nobody. <laughs> so everybody yeah. was practicing, including Joseph Versailles. So getting him back, I hopefully we can get some some pass rush. On on uh, uh, Stanford this week because that we haven't we haven't had any. Yeah, and I, th- I think some of that was by design, right? They did c- contain on the edges. That's what they do with Lamar. They do some spy stuff. I mean, so I think all of that was was a bit by design. But Lamar made Lamar plays, man. I mean, that's the bottom line. The most maddening, the most maddening play of that entire game wasn't even for a first down, but it was a second and twenty three. And Mark Andrews gets 20, 21 yards. Yes. That yeah. was the most maddening he was wide play open. of the entire game for me. Right at, that's well, right, yeah, right, it, well right when he caught the ball, it was more of a 14, 15 yard play. And then he kind of had guys on him and carried him for another five, six yards or whatever. But those are the plays that, that were That was the nuts. play where I'm like, man, this just isn't this. Mm-hmm. I, you, you kinda, I don't want to say that I was like, oh, they're going to lose. It was just more just like, man, this is not going their way today. You know, I mean, you, you get you get them in this really bad situation. Um, and, and you know, you let up plays like that. There were a couple of defaults. Granted, the nice one to Zay Flowers, where he oh, made a nice play. Good, but Lamar, Lamar yeah. still struggles a little bit with consistency on the deep ball. There was another shot to the end zone where he had a couple uh, a capability to to make a big play there. So there's some, you know, there's still some issues with the deep ball. But he made a lot of plays. 
He made runs that were maybe should have been two, three yards into six, seven yards, including the one at the end of the game there. So, I mean, there's just, he he had a great game uh, against a game plan that was a little bit flawed this week, I think. Yeah. I was just surprised that we never, like Lou usually changes something up. I know they hate the word halftime adjustments, but they do adjust. They change, but we never, nothing really ever changed on the defense. We really, even when we tried to go up the field to get pressure on him, well, then we lost contain and that's when he started running on us then. Which is smart on Lamar. I mean, they gave it to him and, and he took off. That 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 was the thing that was surprising to me that we just didn't change at all. We couldn't we couldn't stop them. It was over the middle, uh, open all day long. That's the part that just drove me nuts, and I could not believe that we couldn't change that because we have been so good at actually containing Lamar the last couple of years of, of getting pressure on the, up, up to him and, and making him throw, but covering the tight end. We didn't do that Sunday. Go ahead, Mark. No, because like I say, Mark Andrews the whole time often. I mean, yeah, they got some good wise. He's the number one guy to go. Oh, that's my earbud playing. You're back. You're back. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, Mark Andrews, that's the guy. If you shut him down, then you got to have his receiver like OBJ and Flower and all them guys beat us. And I mean, that one. Like AC said, that one pass, that flower catch, that long bet. If Cam Taylor had one more step on it, he covered him good. He just did not have that one step. It was and that's a hell been a pass. pass. It was a pass. Right it was it was a great pass. But if Cam Taylor had one or two step on that, could have been a bad ball. It could have been a pick. Because like man, if he was one or two step and or like four and all that stuff, that that would be a pick and that'd be a great play by us. But I mean, he did make good play by passing and all that stuff. I mean. But we did keep him outside contained. We did see that. But we had nobody. When he runs the ball in the middle, like, you know, scramble oh, up the middle, we had nobody, mm-hmm. you know, step up and tackle him on stuff. Like, you know, like we did our job containing him outside, but it was nobody coming up and fill up the middle of that stuff. So, yeah, I well, mean. Another good one. What was the – who? I can't remember who caught the touchdown. But I know Cheetah was, was on the coverage. and It was, it was Aguilar out of the slot. Yeah. Yeah, and Cheeto um, was just kind of he just kind of ran like a little post route. Cheeto was there. But it was another yeah. I mean, yeah. like another good pass by Lamar. I mean, it wasn't those things, when they make a really good pass, there's not a whole hell of a lot you can do about it. I mean, the, no. and we said, I mean, what we were just talking about with Joe, with Joe, you make the perfect pass. I don't care if there's four guys around him or not, but if it's a perfect pass, you get it right in that window. There's you can't defend that. Right. Yeah, I, I I just want to say something as well. I mean, I know we're kind of banging on the the defense a bit, and I mean, there's good reasons for it. The tackling's been a little suspect the first two weeks. Obviously, the elements in the first week didn't help anything, and then um, you know, but but I mean, you look at the first week. Deshaun Watson was what under 150 yards passing, right? Mm-hmm. They forced tur- two turnovers. They were plus two in the turnover margin in the Cleveland game, and they had three sacks on Watson. Usually on the road. Uh-oh. I'm waiting for AC to come back. He, he has a very good point. I can tell. It's just it's, right. it's coming to him. That gives you a point. Freeze? Did I freeze? Sorry. You, you uh, did freeze. There you go. Sorry about that. Sorry about That's that. Right. I'm sure it was a beautiful face. Like, it was. You had a really deep thought. I think if you look, my point was if you look at the drive summer of, of the games, of the Bengals off, it's three plays, two yards, punt. Three plays, two yards, punt. It's so, you know, if the defense does let up a bad drive like they did to open the game against Baltimore, the Bengals' offense had been responding with three plays, two yards, punt ball, three play, and so you're not doing your defense any kind of favor by doing that. And then the first touchdown, the Bengals score, 
it was on a punt where they didn't even have the offense on the field, so they had to send the defense right back out again. And so they're just playing a lot of snaps. And, the, and I think, you know, when, you're, when you don't have Osai to come in and relieve some of those rotational edge snaps and everything, I mean, you're seeing some a little bit of fatigue at some point, especially with the offense being ineffective. I, I agree with that. And that's, that's, uh, uh, we, we, now toward the second half, it was a little more, um, we were able to, to move the ball more on offense. So the defense wasn't out there as much, but that was definitely yeah. the, the problem in Cleveland. They were out there just way too much. Now, um, to get back to the punt return, Chuck Sizzle had out there. That was the first punt return we had since Pac-Man. And that was, I, I that was so irritated with the refs. Thank God they, they pulled that flag from uh, off of Yossi. Because I don't know about you guys, I looked at the at the replay like, oh, that, that could have been a block, a, a illegal block. But I, either way, they, was, I mean, it was iffy. But I mean, I'll take that compared to some of the other calls, like the one they had against Joseph Osai, or not Joseph Osai, Cam Taylor Britt was ridiculous. Oh, that was terrible. So he did grab his arm and pulled him down. That I mean, that's not that stuff's the reason we lost. I just I hate when they they make those egregious you know uh, calls. Yeah, and. and- Terry in your chat here, the, the Lamar fumble thing, even though that didn't lead to points or anything like that, that would have been a big momentum swing. If that just, uh, and, and even the announcers in that, yeah. And even in the announcers in that game were like, this is a, a really questionable call. I mean, they were, they, I, I don't know if you watch that. So, you know, I mean, there was a lot of stuff and of course it's uh it's hockey and the hockey um, whether it's senior or junior uh, like to explain, <laughs> explain their calls yeah. confer with their group uh almost way too much and uh, i think that's what we kind of saw a little bit on sunday <laughs> hey hey tell you true i got on him before the third quarter he came over gave me a fifth pump like hey i love you guys but call both ways he's like are you having fun it's like yeah i'm having fun but call both way and yeah, they got yeah. a little ma- i mean it's that cam taylor um Legal what content that was Bogan call. That was a joke. Oh, jo- I mean, he grabbed him like, come on now. And like they missed they missed so many calls. That first half, it was like on us, you know, and all that stuff. And I remember that fumble. Did we recover that on the end? And they called what legal hand the face or something mm-hmm. on us. Yep. So yeah. yeah. And like and like I say, and like us fan, and they call legal man downfield against our linemen. And the rules say yeah, and the rules say a lineman can at least have three yards downfield. He was on the line of scrimmage. We was like, where's the league of man downfield? Like, yeah. you know, them, them guys. But I did I did give him a talk and, like, do call both ways. And that's all. He's like, are you – It's like, you have fun. Like, call both. Speaking to you, all right? I know. And, well, well I really went down. It's like, hey, come here. I'm like, come here. I gave him the finger. Like, come here. Get over here. You're in trouble. It's like, yeah. And, like, you know, like, you know, I gave him fist bump. But I just told – and I say something nice. I didn't, like, cuss him out and not thought that. It's like, just call it both ways. That's all I want. Did call it listen? both ways. Did, did well, listen? they did. <laughs> they did. I mean, I mean, the first half they called everything on us and everything. Yeah. So, so, but, but it was funny. That was a great moment. I got, I got to get on the referees on that. I mean, he is a Hockley, you know, he's not like his dad bumped some iron, his bicep, but you know, so, but. <laughs> All right, Victor wants to comment on our sixth round punter. What do you got? What do you guys think of the bald bomber? Did a lot better than last. Well, last the first week did a lot better. Let's just say that <laughs> he didn't shake yeah. two punts. Could be much better. worse. <laughs> yeah, it could be worse. You know. We got yeah, like weather, weather, weather in the first one, right? I mean, so there's these kicking in crappy conditions. I mean, and then it's his first career pro game uh, on top of that, and then I mean, he's 
in his second game. Inconsistent, though. Inconsistent. Mm-hmm. I do think there have been a handful of punts where you see that that hang time that they really, really like, where the right. ball just mm-hmm. sails up there. It doesn't go overly far, but you see a couple. Now, the problem is, I think, if I remember correctly, the Bengals have, uh, I think they're tied for the most punts in the NFL currently at, thir- I think they're 13 total punts. And then Robbins, his net average is the lowest in the league right now. Um, and of those 13 kicks, I think only three or four of them have landed inside the opposition's 20. Now, part of that is because the offense hadn't been moving the ball very well. Right. Um, so, I, I mean, there, there is some stuff for sure that needs to improve there. Um, but, uh, you know, I think, again, rookie, bad weather in that first game. You saw, as Mark said, you saw some elements of improvement in the second game. And so – yeah, maybe as as terrible as it seems, maybe some of these things that were such a struggle in the first game, you saw some improvements in the second game, and that's where you build. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And I mean, the thing is, it kills me. I've seen him in practice, and he booms the hell out of the ball. You know, nice hang time. And the guy catches it, and the the, the 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 coverage is already there. So I'm like, you know, I'm like, I know. I mean, I know he can do it. <laughs> you know, I've seen it enough time in practice and stuff. So it just. I, like I said, maybe rookie jitters. I, I don't know. I mean, I've never been. Well, up. let's hope this, that we don't see him at all Monday night. We scored. That would be awesome. Awesome. Okay. Yeah. Like, you know, he, should, he can just sit down, relax, have fun, drink Gateway, and, you know, have chit-chat, you know. Sit, Hopefully you don't have to use it. Shine the setup. Just shine, just shine the yeah. setup. All <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So, yeah. Hopefully you don't have to see him out all often just – like I think, I think we're gonna see an offense click. I think it's that time because you know what happened last year when we went 0-2. Monday is a must win. It's a must win. Can we go 0-3? Well, then I can, now I kind of go with what Jeff Hobson says. Like yes and no. It's not a must win yeah. until you get eliminated. It's gonna be hard if they lose. Now right. Mike, Mike Madden here. He said Mix is getting 4.5 yards per carry. Why isn't he getting more touches? I think he's gonna start getting more touches. I, I think. Mm-hmm. We're, we're a passing offense. Whether anyone wants to believe it or not, we're going to pass the ball. And plus, when you're ten points down, it's hard to run the ball. You you got to get right. back in the game. Uh, game more. What's your thoughts, AC? Well, yeah, I mean, I, he's he's had 13 carries in each of the first two games. 13 carries apiece. Uh, he's done a couple of nice things in the passing game as well. Like I said, I think he's been the most consistent player really across the board for the team uh, so far this year, even on limited touches. I, regardless, though. And maybe this changes a little bit because of the Burrow injury and they alter some things. But, I mean, the bottom line is the run is secondary in this offense. Mm-hmm. Joe Mixon is a supplemental piece in this offense. This offense runs through its quarterback. It runs through its wide receivers. And that doesn't mean that Mixon doesn't deserve or will or, will or won't get 20, 25 carries in a game. Um, I think he needs to be closer to 20 carries I do. right now. I he's always running. Yeah. Um, you know, on average, I think he needs to be about 20 carries, maybe four or five looks in the passing game. Uh, the other running backs really aren't giving you all that much. I know Travion's every time he's in there, pretty much he's either kind of running a little swing or he's in there helping out blocking, um, which is, I, I kind of expected that a little bit, but, um, I, I think, you know, just what he's giving you, he, he has earned more touches, particularly with Burroughs injury, but he's still a supplemental piece in this offense. It's, it's Burrow, it's the receivers and the passing game. That's what I always say. The thing is, if the Bengals can get out there and get a lead, I think that'll be more of, okay, the oh, to run the ball. Now, mm-hmm. one thing I, I'm curious about, and I know it's stupid, but I call it, talk about this a lot on the show, is the coin flip. And a lot last year, we started taking the ball and going out and scoring. And I'm kind of – I know somebody asked Zach Taylor that this week, and I don't remember what he said. 
But I honestly think that's something that they should probably do just to get out there, get go get that lead, you know, and, and make them chase us for once. I don't, I mean, I don't. What do you guys think? I mean, I know we, the whole thing where you get at the halftime and all that stuff is great, but getting the lead, I think, it's more important right now. What, go ahead, Mark. What do you think? I mean, why not? We did it last year, and we we went on that big old win streak and all that. So let's let's try yeah. something different. I mean, this is game free. Let's do it. And you know what? It's going to be a wideout. We're going to be hype. We're going to be tailgating for six, eight hours and all Mark's that. Mark's going to pull like six arm muscles while he's swinging his <laughs> yeah, towel. Yeah, exactly. But let's let's just let's just start, like you say. Let them chase us. Let's come out and just set the tone. Just set the tone and shove it down the random folk. And you know, Donna, we got to shut him down. We got to shut him down. We got to protect Boy and all that stuff because that's the guy we need to focus on to shut down. Then after that, we shut him down, then we can um, dispose the defense of the Rams and all that stuff. So, yeah, I think let's get the ball and let's set the tone and have a nice long drive, score a touch, just like we did with the Buffalo game, that Monday night game. Let's just set a standard that, hey, you know what? Our offense back, Joe Bud back, T. Higgins, Jamal Chase, Nixon, and like AC said, get the ball to Nixon. He's been consistent. Get to then get that punch off Joe and all that stuff, you know, and got to tell the line just got to move Donna, got to move the whole offense, get back to the second level, get the linebacker, and just set the tone. Just start like you know, offense, get them going, have the defense relax and all that stuff. Have the set point zero seven nothing in the first you know foot drive in the first quarter, and then after that, defense can just pin their ear back and just just knock the crap at Matthew Stafford because he's not gonna have his wide receiver Cooper Cup, you know, not gonna have them. Now you just got to. Put Pletch on Stafford, bliss the crap at him, make him rattle, and make him all night just cry to his wife and his mama and everybody, you know. So <laughs> let's just start out, get in the ball, set the tone, score a touchdown. Let's and let's get and let's see the old Bengals that we know like we did the past two years. And I think we're gonna see that during the Monday night game because they're gonna be ready and fire and ready to go. All right, AC, there is, you think it all comes yeah, down there is there is wisdom in the you know I mean I, I just said you know mixing maybe as a supplemental piece in this offense but there is wisdom particularly this week with Donald and what he can do is, is from a pass rush standpoint to kind of negate negate that speed and his his ability to get in the backfield um, with with utilizing Mixon so there is some wisdom on that front and giving him more carries this particular week but we'll see what they actually do there. Um, and and truth be told, you know, thinking about Mixon grinding out the clock later with a, you know, seven, 10 point lead, kind of the old Jamal, uh, Jerome Bettis type of situation. With Corey Dillon, you know, clock kill, yeah, clock yeah, Dillon. yeah, yeah, there you go. Um, so yeah, I mean, there, there's, there's, uh, a, a lot of, um, you know, wisdom with that. And then the, the question was, uh, what was the, what was the, the other question there, uh, Jeff, your which one was I? Uh, which one are you talking about? The run, the running back. The Bengals get in history. They uh, usually win when the running back. Is no, the there's another. There was. I got on a tangent there. Um, I don't know, the chat's blowing up. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I appreciate. Um, it. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. No. Um, anyway, I didn't mean to derail the conversation. No, there. you're good. You're good. Uh, um, I got something here for Porkchop because Mark's talking about uh, uh, Cooper Cup. Porkchop is is right. Yeah. He said the guy playing for Cup has over 200 yards and and 20 something catches, which is true. I cannot remember his freaking name. Uh, but yeah, he he he's going to be a guy that they're going to have to keep an eye on because and Matthew Stafford is, I mean Matthew Stafford's playing good, so I mean he's looking like he was back to their Super Bowl year, and this dude is uh, taking over for what Coop, er, Coop, no. uh, Stranger says Puka, Puka Nakua, Puka. There you go, Puka Nakua. There you go. Yeah, yeah. 
So yeah, that's that's a guy they're going to have to 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 definitely keep an eye on. Uh, but I, I and if you have Aaron Donald, if you can run the ball at him and be successful, you're going to keep him off you know off Burrow. Yeah, I, I actually remembered the other thought I was I was going to have because you were talking about the coin toss. Yeah, uh, and, and and getting the ball first, and I I, I like what both of you said about that. Uh, sorry, I'm going on like three or four hours of sleep, so I'm a little <laughs> little foggy today. Last year I had about two yeah. hours of sleep on a show, and I, I ended it by telling you I love you, so I understand. <laughs> Man, I love it. I love it. Uh, hey, but um, aside from going back, looking back at last year when you when they would you know get the ball first and go down and score. Do you remember what they did often? What that what was such a key to their success in twenty one? It was getting the ball first, getting points, and then somehow getting their hands on the ball again before halftime and getting more points. And so all of a sudden, there's just this sandwiching right around halftime or coming out of halftime and getting points. I mean, they just were excellent at like working the working those situations, and that's what had them net a lot of wins in 21 um was was utilizing that first possession and or the, the the first possession before or after halftime and i think you know that's an element that they should really try to execute again this year because that really puts an opponent behind an eight ball exactly i remember them doing that two years ago i think it was thursday night game against jacksonville they did yeah that. They, they were, vikings they were and green bay i remember vikings. that we scored yeah. before halftime yeah. last time. Yeah, exactly. we got the ball back in the moment it was us i remember yeah. them and we had and the thing is we had a chance to do that this time, but we couldn't in the Ravens game, but we couldn't move the ball when we gave it back to the to the Ravens and they went down and scored. So right. That, that's that's where our offense has got to get get clicking, which like I said, I saw signs of the offense coming around. So you know, as long as Burrow is healthy enough to execute the offense, you know, I think we're gonna be pretty good. Now I saw Jake Browning and Will Greer uh in practice today. They took, you know, all the reps, you know, during the the seven on sevens or whatever. And uh, it wasn't good. <laughs> I, I'll tell you, I mean, they, they, they were, there's a, the defense looked really good <laughs> against them. Right. There's a lot of uh, interceptions and stuff. And it's like, I'm sitting there watching it from the bridge going, people really want Jake Browning out there. I'm like, I'll take an 80% burrow, man. I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm sitting there watching this. I'm like, it's not good. They're, they're just not, look, there's only one Joe Burrow. I mean, he, he's one of one. So it's hard to, hard to, to replace it. Now people go back. Well, that's why you should have upgraded the, the backup quarterback, you could, but I mean, it's, I always go back to this AC. They're a backup quarterback for a reason. Now, yes. Can Jake Brown come in and uh, win this game? I think they can. I think Zach can, can uh, get a game plan around Jake Brown. Hell he beat the Steelers with Finley. So I think you can, but I mean, are you of one thinking they should have upgraded the, the backup quarterback a little more than they, than they had this year? Yeah, but I think they did. I think they thought they did with Simeon, and right. Simeon came in and just didn't play all that well, right? Yeah. I mean, I I think that everybody was like, "Hey, that's a that's a pretty solid backup quarterback option for you." He's had some success in the league, mm -hmm. a lot more touchdowns and interceptions, and and I mean, had a win against the Bengals in which I was just so privileged to be there in person uh, in 2016. That game was just freaking <laughs> brutal, um, but. Uh, you know, I, I thought I think they thought that they had it fixed, and then he came yeah. in and like, man, this is just not working. There, Browning showed a little bit more, although it was just kind of eh. Mm -hmm. um, but you're right. I mean, the backup quarterback's the most popular guy, unless you have the guy on your roster, right? So, I, I think you're 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 kind of seeing a little bit of a weakness there, and I don't know. I, I'm not overly comfortable with that, and I think if the Bengals, granted, I like I like Jake Browning in some capacities, but 
you know, if, we've seen when Brandon Allen has come in for Burrow. We've seen when Ryan Finley came in for Andy Dalton. We've seen you just don't you're not winning. You're not right. winning with your backup quarterback. So uh, either most gotta, teams, and most teams aren't. Uh, that's you, what you, you, you are. Yeah, you yeah. are. Unless and, and then the other the other option there is to then go you know street free agent whether that's Wentz or Newton or you know whatever. Yeah, and you, then, if you think that that is a more viable option as a stopgap player for you to kind of keep the ship afloat. Yeah, and then you're bringing a guy in off the street who's got to learn learn the the offense on the fly and everything. <laughs> Dean here says bring up bring John Kidna back. <laughs> uh, Augie's got a question here. He said, uh, as a comparing comparing to Finley, how would you rate Browning and Greer? I mean, honestly, I think they're better quarterbacks than Finley. I mean, I mean, if you remember that game? Well, like Finley was throwing the ball over the place. <laughs> he was doing a lot of quarterback sneaks and you know running around, running wide. And I mean, you know, I. To this day, I still don't know how the hell we beat him. I mean, because Philly did not throw – he might have had, what, 20 yards throwing a ball or something like that. I, I don't might be exaggerating. I don't remember. But, yeah, the, the, the quarterbacks we have now are better than Finley. I'll tell you that. But they're still not that great. So, but they, they, right. uh, how many, Do you remember how many yards he, he had in that game, guys? I mean, it wasn't much. I, I am, don't – I can't sing the top I'm of my head. I'm going to look it up for you. I'm going to look it up yeah. for you. I will tell yeah. you that it was probably not oh, many. Some, some say uh, 75. Yeah, I'll give you 75. I don't know. I wasn't yeah. much. Um, let's see here. Yeah, against Pittsburgh. Well, he had, let's see, two, he was twice shows. This was 2019, right? Or was this 2020? This is 2020, huh? This is 2020, yeah. Doing. Yeah, okay. I'm looking During COVID season. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But here's my Pittsburgh. question. Seven of 13 for 89 in like, a, t- a touchdown. Woo! And like unknown here says, our, our offense line was was a train wreck too. We still beat him. <laughs> he had ahead, Mark, he had got? more rushing he had more rushing attempts than uh, than right uh, right right. Than it's, what about what, what about running backs? No, I said how they did that night. I say that again, Mark. What, what was that? Oh, running backs! How they did that night because he pulled the ball at seventy five about seventy five yards. So that means maybe our run game was that good that night. We just ran the ball just right down the throat, probably. Yeah, uh, Geo had twenty five carries for eighty three yards and a touchdown. Um, uh, Finley had ten for forty seven and a touchdown. We ran the ball. We just said, "Hey, we're gonna win by just pound ground, just like the old school days." Yeah. I know. <laughs> so yeah, I, I jackpot Browning is better than, than <laughs> Finley. I'll, I'll, I'll take I'll take him. Uh, but yeah, I I feel a little better than than, than that. I, if you can just go back and look at the stats of that game, it's like how in the hell did we win that? Oh. <laughs> it was unbelievable. Run uh, the ball and play good defense. That's the key. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Somebody asked in the chat. Uh, that was a while ago. I can't remember who asked, but. Um, they were wondering why the Bengals let Hayden Hurst go and did not resign him. Uh, my opinion is he's got he got I think was the highest was it the highest paid tight end contract in free agency this year. I think that's what he got. Am I right on that AC as far as the, as far as the number? Uh, I don't know that specifically on him, but he had a three year deal and it was pretty lucrative, right? Um, mm-hmm. I, there are a couple of reasons why they, in my opinion, why they didn't resign him. Uh, the three-year deal that was pretty lucrative was probably tops. And the fact that he was, I think he's 30, 31 or right around 30. Yeah, yeah. Um, they don't like to pay, you know, those guys are, that are kind of around that 30-ish year old mark, at least this 
this staff doesn't, um, this brain trust doesn't with Zach Taylor uh, because they just, yeah, 21, for, I think it was three years. So, um, yeah, I mean, it was a lucrative deal for him and he had, he had decent stats last year yeah. as a supplemental piece in the offense, but my, my big, and granted, I still have high hopes for Irv Smith. I think he can turn things. That, that was my ne- my next um, question. So got, yeah, yeah, I mean that's easy. There, I, I'm not gonna lie. There's been a little bit of a disappointment there for me, but um, I, I think he can turn things around, and I think he will turn things around. But I think it wasn't. It, it shouldn't have been just sample and Irv Smith, and then and then bring back Will. I think it should have been um, maybe someone else in the draft, right? And, they could have drafted somebody. You know, so, yeah, I, I, was, I mean. There's that, or maybe you know, there's there's talk of of you know maybe adjusting things and maybe go more jumbo packages and maybe Zach Gentry, the guy they picked up from the Steelers, huge guy, he's um, huge. and was known for his blocking. Maybe he's the guy they call up at some point if they think he's going to be more effective. I like the I I always bring his name up, but I can't ever freaking remember his name. He's on the practice squad. He's number I think he's 87. He played for uh, the Giants uh, last year. Oh, um, I, I do this every time I talk about it. I can't remember his name. I really liked him in preseason. Tanner Hudson? Yes, Tanner Hudson. Thank you. Yeah. I liked yeah. him in preseason. I thought he made some pretty good good plays. And yeah. so and he you know he can he can run block, he can or he can block because he was out there blocking for, for Saquon last year. So that's one guy that I would like to see them try to give a shot to because I think he has some good hands and and I, I would like that. Now Irv Smith, like I said, he's been a little disappointing. Um two plays. That he had, if he makes those, if he makes those plays, that game is totally different. The whole shot in the first, I think, the first quarter where he can't get the the second leg down, and then the yeah. other, I think it was a screen pass where if he gets out of that shoestring tackle, yeah, if he gets out of that AC, he might go to the house, dude. I mean, they're running right toward us in the end zone we sit in. I mean, if not, it, it's a big game. Those are two huge things that you're like in this offense. We don't use the tight end that much. When you get a shot, you got to catch the ball and you got to make a play, and that's. And that's where I, I've been kind of dis- disappointed with, with Irv Smith. Yeah, I think I think he catches that. He comes down with that ball on that very first offensive drive. You're you're talking about a different different game in general. Uh, I, I think you know that is the the early spark that the Bengals needed. Um, and I mean that would have been twenty plus thirty plus yards. I think um, it was it was a pretty big play uh, that mm-hmm. was negated. And he came close, but just couldn't get that other other foot down. And I don't I don't think I'm exaggerating and saying you're you're talking about. A, a, maybe even a different result in general. Right. Um, in, Those in two plays. Game, if he makes that play. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, that other one too. Yeah. He kind of looked like he had a wide open field and made a move and the guy just kind of barely tripped his, hit his toe or something. And he, and he fell and you're just like, Oh man, if only he could extend those plays. But those are the things when you're, when you're struggling that, you, you, you know, even if you are a good team and you're struggling, it, those are indicative of, you know, you're just things not going your way. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. And so uh, you gotta, you gotta hope that the, the, the fortunes turn here for the Bengals and they start making those extra plays. And like I said, I, I think, I think Smith will uh, integrate well, a little bit down the road here. At least that's my, that's my hope. Yeah. And the thing is, if you really just take Joe Burrow's calf out of this, if you actually go back and watch the game, it is a typical AFC North game. And that's the thing I, I keep on trying to tell everybody. They only beat us by three points. And, and it, it, it reminds me a lot of – people keep saying, oh, it's different last year because of Burrow's injury. It's, it reminds me the same – it's just like last year. I mean, last year we lost to the Steelers in game one by three points. We got our ass kicked by, by the Cowboys in week two. This year was kind of the opposite. We kind of got our ass kicked in Cleveland, and we lost to the Ravens by, by three points. It's kind of the same thing, and things are starting to come around offensively. Now, um, uh, blah, 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 who make – I saw it. Oh, yeah. 
no, dang on. I saw he someone's asking where we're gonna see uh Joe or here it is. I don't even know how to say your name, my, my whatever. My prison, I don't know. Um, is he wants to know if it's really gonna be Joe Burrow or a shell of himself? I nobody knows. I mean, it it depends on how he can handle the pain tolerance of his leg and if he even plays. I mean, there's no no one's saying he's actually for sure playing money. We don't know yet. So it will be kind of interesting to see what, you know, Joe can do. And that'll, I mean, that's going to dictate the game plan too. Oh, you know, what can Joe do? Can, can he push off on his leg to take those deep bombs? You know, that's where I'm like, the running game could be a big factor in this to just protect Joe himself. You know, so he doesn't have to do that. What do you guys say? What do yeah, you think? I, I agree. I agree. Um, I, and that's, it, it may also be, you know, you, not just mixing. You may need to figure out how the other backs are going to fit in. Maybe this isn't a, a good Chris Evans game. I know we talked about Travion being helping out in pass pro and that's important, but uh, if you feel like you can, you know, again, you want to get the ball out quickly to negate Aaron Donald and, and his effect in the game, maybe you use Evans in the slot, you use him as an outlet, to really kind of get a, a few yards here and there and get the rhythm going again on offense and feel like Joe Burrow's finding a pace and maybe he can kind of be that point guard that we've seen where he can kind of distribute and pick pick his weapons. Um, Evans, John, John Sheeran and myself on our show, we, we always marvel at uh, Chris Evans' like touchdowns per pro touch or touchdowns <laughs> per right. – it's like, it's like astounding. Um, because he doesn't get a lot of time, but somehow no. that like when he's in a game plan, he'll like score. I don't know. It's, I don't, it's that's weird, why but, I wish they'd play uh, him more. I'm like, every time yeah, he, he's yeah. in there, he does something. Like, yeah. So, all right, let's roll to the Ring of Honor, which we do have that coming up Monday. It's the White Bengal uh, game. But the Ring of Honor, we got uh, two of our legends to, from two different eras, but two of the great Bengals in Bengals history. We got Boomer Sison and Chad Ocho Cinco Johnson there. AC, what's your thoughts, uh, memories of Boomer and Chad and, uh, yeah, just you know the Ring of Honor and all that stuff. Oh, Boomer the blonde mullet, man. <laughs> that, that bright, bright blonde mullet coming out of that helmet. And I remember him playing in some of those snow games. I mean, I, again, being in Southern California, I don't we don't get a lot of that weather, but I remember the, you know, when he would sit there and call call the audibles or or call, you know, plays at the line, that sort of thing. Um, you know, the the steam kind of coming out of the mouth at the really cold days and you know, beating up on the Oilers and all kinds of stuff. Uh, I, I think he and Sam Weish were just kindred spirits, man. Yeah. I, re I really do. They were, they were wacky. They were creative. <laughs> they were offensive geniuses, and they were just made for each other. And then they were also they were mouthy. Oh they yeah, were <laughs> oh, they, they didn't shy away from the microphones. Mm -hmm. And uh, they're guys that if you're if they're your guys on your team, you absolutely love them. And if yep. you're on another team or a rival, you don't like them so much. So, um, I, you know, Boomer, you know, I just, I have a real soft spot for him, obviously. And one of the guy, one of the things that I, I don't know if people talk about it a lot, but if you remember his, his days, uh, playing, he was absolutely incredible at selling the play action fake. Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, he take out cameras all the time. And I mean, yeah, it, it was absolutely incredible to watch him do that engineered a really, um, you know, innovative offense, obviously under Weish. And then of course, what, what, what else is there to say about Chad? Chad's Chad uh, didn't end the greatest when he left Cincinnati, but he made the Bengals cool again. He made the Bengals cool again, quite honestly, after 15 years of them not being cool. Uh, and, uh, you know, he kind of got a little, 
a little off the rails at certain, some of the things he was doing, but hey, he was having a hell of a time doing it. He, he <laughs> could he could talk the talk because he was for the most part walking the walk. I know the playoff wins weren't there, but the All Pros, the Pro Bowls, the stats. I I think when it's all said and done, it's going to take him a while, but he he should be in the Hall of Fame. Mark, what's your thoughts on Boomer and Chad? Well, about Boomer, I was still. I mean, I was born nineteen ninety, so I. Yeah, I was little, so I don't remember. But I watched some game films, all that stuff. Boomer, he was a heck quarterback. I mean, maybe could be a Hall of Fame. He probably be a Hall of Famer down the road, so hopefully soon. But it just like his AC say that often that West Coast that no huddle, they just quick and kind of like change the dynamics of football. Just no huddle, just quarterback calling yeah. plays on the fly and everything like. And you know, sure won that Super Bowl. That's you know in Miami and all that stuff. Just. You know, and but we were boom playing better, we would have won. I mean, yeah, sorry. he didn't have a very yeah, good so, game at that Super Bowl. I remember that. I, anyway, yeah, so I mean, Boomer, heck, quarterback, you know, did good like him. Sam Weiss had a great relationship, you know, goof around, have fun, all that stuff. And Chad Johnson being Chad, Chad, you know, making heck of play, doing spectacular, doing, you know, celebration touchdown, you know, but he was a good player. And, and the funny boy, Carson Palmer, know that he don't run the route right, but Carson still follow the ball because he's wide open. Not even following the playbook, not even following out, yeah. just do his own thing. But yeah. the funny boy, Carson Palmer, know that, hey, you know, I know that that's that good connection. I was like, oh, they're going to follow the ball where I know he's going to be at, you know. So Chad just did his own thing and all that. But at the same time, he did. I love the talk smack. Love that, you know, he challenged defense um, backs. Like, you know what? Can you beat me? You know, like in a couple one on one on stuff. So, yeah. And he made it fun. Like he said, he made it fun for us in that early 2000, you know, in late 2000 year, which we won the playoff game with him and all that stuff. So, but Chad just mean Chad having fun, doing his own thing, you know, calling, calling Marlon calling Hugh Jackson at four o'clock and say, Hey, I'm open, hang up, and all that stuff. I was a coach, I'd be like, be yell at Chad, like, Chad, you call me more time. I'm about You're to a psychopath, dude. Leave me alone. Yeah. And, you know, he left in the facility for the first, like, what, his first two, three. Well, well no, hold on. That, I, CD. Corey Dillon said that wasn't true on the show Monday. So I don't know how true that exactly is. He might be. CD Corey Dillon told me he said, like, "Man, he'd be lying to y'all. <laughs> he didn't say he didn't live at the facility." So I don't know. We'll see. I, I mean, it doesn't matter either way. It's it's a good story. Like 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 Jeff Hobson said yesterday, why let details get get in the way of a good story? But one thing I will yeah. I will tag team on what Hobson said yesterday about Boomer and Chad. Both these guys were rule breakers and trendsetters. The no huddle offense. I've, and I know uh, Mark, you, you weren't around this, but. AC, you remember in the 888 AFC championship game, they banned it. They wouldn't let us, wouldn't let us do Dude, it. Dude, in that playoff run, two teams were were faking injuries yes. because they couldn't keep up with it. Yes. It was the Seahawks wow. in the wild card round, and then and then the Bills in the in the championship round. Yep. It was like unbelievable. They had it, yeah. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> oh, I, I get so ticked off and like, and then the next year all of a sudden it's the K gun, which drives me freaking nuts when they're like, Oh, the Bills started this no huddle, no huddle offense. Bullshit! No, they didn't. It started in Cincinnati, and it was called yep. the Sugar Huddle. It wasn't called a stupid K gun. But I mean, th- but that offense is, you know, the offense we have of today. Everybody runs that, you know, and that that's where they're innovative. Chad, innovative with with the the touchdown celebration stuff. You know, they got banned for a while. He couldn't do it. Now everybody does it. So these guys not only great players, but they they were they they changed the game as far as the, what you 
when the game's played, we booted it, and how you can celebrate the way what Chad did now. And th- those are things that I always take pride in as being a Bengals fan. Is like there's a lot of stuff that happened in Cincinnati that has changed the NFL. Oh yeah, yeah, and I, I think some of it, unfortunately, has come at the hands of the Pittsburgh Steelers in terms of rule <laughs> yeah. changes and, and crap like that. But Mark brought up a really, a really good point, and I know there was maybe. You feel like in some ways the Palmer Johnson, in a lot of ways, you feel like the potential just wasn't fully reached, obviously, because there's no playoff wins and all that kind of stuff. But mm-hmm. injuries and all kinds of different factors were going on with the team. But I remember to kind of to Mark's point where there was they had such a tight connection at one point in this offense where Palmer would throw the ball and Chad hadn't even turned out of a break right. yet. Right. And, and that ball ended up right, right there. I mean, when he, when he looks, it's boom. It's right there. And that was a lot of out routes, a lot of like curl route. They had it so dialed in at one point at its peak that they knew exactly what they were doing. And yeah, Chad would freelance, I think, uh, at times. Uh, and that maybe, uh, I think that would frustrate Carson a little bit. But, um, you know, they, they when they had that thing clicking and mm-hmm. Chad's feet were working at its at their best. I mean, remember, he's, his feet were unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Um, he uh, There was – you know, some of the prettiest plays really in Bengals offensive history that were made by those two, oh, quite yeah. honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, and well, there was a it, never... go, ahead. go ahead. Well, I remember Carlson Palmer and all them guys. I think we have like a bye week, and Chad and Carlson Palmer went to Indianapolis and watched Peyton May and Marvin yeah. Harrison. Yep, which is great. You guys probably know that. So, and they watched him the whole time how they was on the field and how they react off field. And Carlson Palmer say that Marvin Harris and Ridge Raymond went to um, Payne May. Payne May came to them and talked about, you know, what happened that last drive, what they need to do, and all that stuff. And I think that Carlson Palmer, Chad, all them guys, born as like, hey, we need to do that off the sideline. You know, we need to talk, like, you know, I need to come to you talk like, hey, I saw this stuff different. You know, that's good, and that's how they build that. Chemistry, you know, I said, because they watched Payman coming. Payman is a Hall of Fame, first ballot Hall of Fame, you know, and Marvin Haven, too, you know, was a beast. Why? <laughs> so you look at his son, Marvin Hayman Jr., for the highest state. He's just like his dad, you know, mm-hmm. and that's connection. I think that Chad Johnson and Palmer, that's how they got coached because they, they went to the Colts game because we had that bye week, and they watch how they react to it off the field, how they right. talk to each other, how they, you know, all that stuff. Then they just send one side, they actually, you know, Read the whatever, like, look at the paper, and after that, they talk about hey, look, like if we see this cover again, be run this route, be over here, and all that stuff. So, yeah, that's just that's just amazing. So, how them guys went to any Africa, Watson, play, payment, and how they bond that back to them, and how they connect, and how they did their own things. And all that stuff. I'll, I'll bring a couple of uh, comments here, which these things also started in Cincinnati. Uh, Ken Anderson, Bill Walsh, yeah. the Cincinnati Coast office, the West Coast office, it started with Bill Walsh here in Cincinnati. And then uh, again, I'm sorry, I cannot, I cannot say your name, but Paul Brown was the first coach to put radio uh, inside the helmets. So I mean, yeah, there, there's there's so many innovative things that that started right here in Cincinnati, and, mm-hmm. and, and you know, well, I mean, the radio helmets were actually in Cleveland, but still, Paul Brown's you know associated with us now. But that those are the cool things that I I always take pride in, as far as you know that you know there's actually innovative stuff happened here, and we and they changed the game so. I can't wait till Monday. I mean, I, like I said, it looks like maybe, maybe Joe's going to play. I don't know. But oh, he's playing. he's playing. We'll see. I hope so. Uh, you guys been out for almost hour. AC, I know you got uh, orange and black tonight. Uh, what time is that? Um, In 59 seconds. 
oh well you gotta get going then <laughs> well I'm good I'm good I, I I don't you are like Mr. Prompt with your start I I'm like ah whatever it's five minutes late I'm like, <laughs> like, 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 I, 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 I get my guests on and stuff and I'm like ah they can wait I don't know I try, I'm just rude like that. I try. I try to be on. When I say five thirty, I be five thirty. So, well, I'm gonna get you the hell off here, so you can go do your show. Then, all right. Yes, sir. <laughs> hey, great to meet you, man. I hope I meet you in person, mate. Are you gonna be there Monday, Brad? <sighs> I'm gonna try. It's, it's okay. Uh, if I do, I hope uh, I. It's, it's mine. It's mine and my wife's birthday weekend, so I'm t- I'm trying to figure it out. But I do look forward to meeting you. I got to get my ass out to a game out there very very soon. Um, I tried to go last week, trying to go this week. It's just a lot of a lot of moving parts, but I'm gonna get I'm out there soon. Boy. And uh, we gotta we gotta hang. We gotta hang. Mark, good catching up with you. Yeah, after the man, buddy. Appreciate you, AC. See you, man. Buddy. See you, AC. All right, Mark. Tell everybody where they can follow you at, and if and and can, where they can send you know uh, some some uh, rubbing alcohol or whatever you need on your arm, <laughs> so you know you can you can be ready to I- get your arm going and not pull a muscle here. Right. Well, they want it. Well, I mean, I might not get my address, but you want to give me some at Longwood Hall? <laughs> I I'll, I'll be there now. at noon. We can be tailgating all that stuff. Follow me on Facebook. I'm trying to do a different thing, trying to get my own face to throw down guy. I need to talk to Chris Neat's son, Kyle. He's supposed to get that done, but I need to get on his case. Because if I try to add me some, I need to make another separate page. Awesome. So follow me on Facebook. Twitter, I got Snapchat. I'm trying to do my best to tweet more and all that to X more, you know. But I mean, it's just like you know, and you know, like I said, we're gonna be starting at, uh, early at tailgate. So, and great news, I'm gonna I'm gonna say this. So we did our first raffle last Sunday. Yep. We sold a Joe Nixon autograph jersey, and I think we did like whining and all that stuff. But we raised one thousand five hundred for Lighthouse and all that stuff. Woo! First time doing that, Jeff. First time doing that. Like, That's awesome. It was amazing. Like, you know, and I and I I love about Longwood Hall because Longwood Hall is different people all the time. I mean, don't get off lots and all that stuff. We love it, but it's the same people we see over and over. But Longwood Hall is different people. I mean, you see the same people, Jeff. You know, you see things, but it's different people all the time. Yeah. And you know, this upcoming Monday was we're doing a raffle for Chad Johnson. Ooh. So I'm gonna get down early. I'm gonna help out Jeff. I I forget what foundation we're doing this week, so I gotta look up. But guys, you know, support what you know. We're, we're, we're trying to support these foundations. We're doing something local. We're trying. We're doing. We're gonna get back to the community. I mean, we raised one thousand five hundred, and I told Chris, hey, we're gonna try to double it. And oh, my yeah. butt's gonna be out there trying to raffle. I got there way. I got there around eight something. You know, because I was That's terrible, people. Mark. You're supposed but to be there by six a.m. Six o'clock. Yeah, well, supposed to be there. <laughs> well, yeah, I know, but you know, I only got like three hours sleep and all that stuff. But guys, like you know, you know, definitely come to Longhorn, or I will come to you. We'll sell raffle, get a chance to win the Chad Johnson jersey, and we want Joe Nixon jersey. One of my buddies from um from work. So listen, to this guys, if you don't have to be there to win, so you want somebody to um you know enter your name raffle, give them the money, write the name down, and we will, and you we pick you out, we will find you. We will find you with your delivery and all that stuff. They so, will find so you. Jeff, so Jeff, like if you're not there and all that stuff, that's okay. And we call you in, we'll find you and all that stuff. Or you have buddies in the day. Hey, I'll give you money and all that stuff. Catch up, bill me all that stuff. All that stuff. So you know, you like see, you don't have to be there to win. Like we will contact you. We will find you. and We'll find a way. Cause like they gave me that Joe Nixon jersey. I gave it to my buddy that uh, you know at work and all that stuff. You know, so so yeah, yeah. Wow. You don't have to be there win winning all that stuff. If you want somebody. The, you know, catch out, zealot, somebody, and you know, 
do all that stuff. That's fine. That's dandy, you know. But guys, we're doing something great this year on tailgate, and I'm proud of my tailgate. I'm proud of being a bomb truck. First time doing that raised one thousand five hundred. That is amazing. Yeah, amazing. Um, and I'm proud of Chris. And I'm proud. Go ahead. Hold on a second. I got, I got breaking news from Adam Schefter. Uh, he's saying former Cowboys quarterback Will Greer, Will Greer is signing with the Patriots on an active roster per sources. This is from Adam Schefter. So speaking of you see on Swan did torn his ACL during did. Yeah, but Will Greer's our, our our third string quarterback. We don't have it's gonna be Jake Browning and uh, oh shoot, really. Yeah, so that's that's what so, I'm saying. I'm like, uh yeah, Will Greer is looks like he's not, yeah. According to Adam Schefter, Will Greer is signing and with the uh yeah, Jay Morris says Trevor Simeon on live one. Uh wow, that's kind of surprising. Yeah, so, well, like Carson Rivers, he's still in the free agency, right? Uh, yeah. I mean, why not pick him up? I mean, he'd be the. I mean, I mean, just in case, it. I mean, I mean, you can look back. The Eagle when Carson went tore his ACL. Nick Boyd came in, lead him to the Super Bowl and all that stuff. But I don't know Carson Wentz going to do that. Hey, that matter. Just playing. Just playing. Let's just play. We'll be fine. I'm gonna have eighty percent of Joe Burrow ninety percent. Then you know. I mean, I agree. I think he's going to play. He's, he's just – it's it's just going to be limited practice tomorrow and then make full go. And then walk through, you don't do any kind of, like, physical stuff. You just go through plays and all that stuff, schemes and all that stuff. But he's going to play on Monday, and we get that win, and we're going to start a winning streak and all that stuff. We're go. going to start right here, right now. Exactly. Sounds good to me, Mark. Hey, I appreciate you, buddy. I will see you in the jungle, probably at uh, Longworth for a little while. You, you have a wonderful day. Yep, you too, Jeff, you know. Who day, brother? Who day, brother? <laughs> All right, guys. So, like I said, we have breaking news from Adam Schefter. Now, Will Greer is signing with the Patriots to their active roster. So, I I don't know. That's um, – it's going to be either Joe Burrow or Jake Browning now, it looks like. <laughs> um, so, that's that's kind of surprising. I, I kept seeing it in the chat, so I finally looked up on my phone. I'm like, wow. All right, Adam Schefter, right? If he says it, I, I believe him. So that's kind of surprising. So, well, we'll see. Like I said, I really think Joe's going to play. But I don't know. I'm not a doctor. We'll see. Anyway, let's get the Facebook groups that let me live stream. And as always, I appreciate every single one of you guys. They are Hootay Nation, Hootay Legion, Bearcat Ruckus, Radical Reds, the Ohio State Bucknuts, the Ice Bar. And then you can follow me on all my social media platforms, all under Sports with Strawberry Ice. You say it's fake, Joe? I know, it's Adam Schefter. I mean, Ben ba Ben Baby retweeted it. All the fake fans need to go. Oh, yes, all the fake fans need to go. I agree, I, I agree with that. I thought you were talking about the uh, fake count. Sorry, you messed me all up. <laughs> uh, on, uh, follow me on my social media uh, uh, platforms, all our sports with Strawberry Ice on Facebook, Instagram, uh, uh, Twitter X, TikTok. Twitter X is at Jeff A. Trenable. TikTok is at Iceman90, also on threads. All those under sports with Strawberry Ice. Uh, pulling the sound off later on tonight, putting on the podcast. It was on Beanpod, Apple, iTunes, Spotify, Google, Stitcher, Play, pretty much wherever you get your podcast. Please make sure you rate, like, and review. Leave a star, five star review and a comment. Some more since that fans can find my podcast. YouTubers, like I said, you guys are awesome. I'm up to 2,358 subscribers. Appreciate you guys. Make sure you tell your friends, tell your neighbors about sports strawberries. Please, if you're watching on Facebook or Twitter, if you don't have a YouTube sub subscription, it's free. Please go there, find my channel, subscribe. When you do, hit the likes, hit the subscription buttons. All that stuff helps. Like seven likes. If I can get it up to like 10, 20, 30 likes, that'd be great because it helps the algorithm. I appreciate you guys. Appreciate you watching the show. Um, tomorrow, actually, 
I'm not sure who I have on tomorrow for my fun football Friday show. We'll have to find out. I'm trying to reach out to CD, see if he wants to come back on. Um, I got a couple other people in the works. We'll see what happens. But, hey, maybe it'll just be you and me, and we'll have some fun there. All right, guys. Other than that, you guys have a wonderful day. Go watch some uh, Thursday night football, and I will see you here tomorrow at 5 at 5.30. Other than that, that's just sports, baby. See ya! Talked about it yesterday, just that chip on your shoulder. Everyone talking about a neutral AFC championship game, not even thinking about you guys. How much did that motivate you coming into this? You better send those refunds. <laughs> I'm from the city where they gotta play us. Fuck a coin flip, it's time to pay up. Don't cross the middle, 21 in the cut. We ain't hiding from nobody, run and tell them it's up. I'm from the city where they gotta play us. Fuck a coin flip, it's time to pay up. Don't cross the middle, 21 in the cut. We ain't hiding from nobody, run and tell them it's up. Back to back champs, kings of the north with it. Thinking they can hang with us, still ain't jumped out the porch with it. Long bomb to chase every Sunday, watch him go and get it. Double up on him, then we gon' double down on T. Higgins. Just so void in the mix, now you really iffy. Every Sunday, show boys had it really gritty they try to shuffle up the game on us but they ain't icky flip the coin kick the toe right to the go and get it never know what's gonna happen when joe drop back he gets shiesty in the pocket i get shiesty on the track nobody on the team all pro that's all cap most all around team in the nfl that's all fact and came across nobody yet it seemed like they can hang with us they said we couldn't be buffalo but see how we call they bluff underdogs every week they keep on trying to label us put your money on us even if vegas don't favor us no matter what we really came up now it's hard to fail i dare you come across that middle von gonna ring your Bell. I know we under they skin, them boys built frail. Eli Apple out there chirping like a next tail. You don't want Sam and Trey to come off them ends. Rita clogging up the middle like a big body bend. Right behind them, Logan and Pratt, the turnover twins. Jesse Bates in the backfield just to clean up the loose ends. We just drafted Cam and drafted Hill. Instant gratification every time that they on the field. We can't go back to what we was, cause that's the losing weight. It's been hard to throw on us since we picked up a woozy eight. It's like win after win, feel like we could really do it. Zach Taylor doing the same for the city, I give it to him. And I bet Samaji will find a hole if you give it to him. Hayden Hurst don't need a hole, he just plan on running through him. Just hand it off to 28 and let him do the dash. Getting hit by BJ Hill probably feel like a car crash. Every week it seems like Lou digging deeper in his bag. And if the game on the line, all my faith and money match. I'm from the city where they gotta play us. Fuck a coin flip, it's time to pay up. Don't cross the middle, 21 in the cut. And we ain't hiding from nobody, run and tell them it's up. I'm from the city where they gotta play us. Fuck a coin flip, it's time to pay up. Don't cross the middle, 21 in the cut. And we ain't hiding from nobody, run and tell them it's up.